loses game two against the Vegas Golden Knights in the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Good three morning. two yeah, good, <laughs> good morning. morning everyone. Three two win for the Montreal Canadiens. So yeah. um yeah, we'll specifically for money. these late night games yeah. in Vegas in Montreal we'll, we're we're gonna talk you know, in between periods, but uh, we're noticing these late night games. It's a little difficult for us to uh, muster the courage to come and record in between periods. <laughs> just kind of want to like sit, you know, maybe have like some caffeine in us. Yeah, exactly. So stick to just it. for, you know, I guess for the next one where we'd have a late one is game five, I guess. Yeah. So uh, games three and four in Montreal, at 8 p.m. starts. We'll definitely have those in between periods for you guys. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's 12 12 a.m. now so welcome to the post game <laughs> yeah welcome to the post game so 3-2 win for the Montreal Canadiens let's go through the goals here real quick yeah we'll so. do it real brief I have it here so in the first period we got two goals from the Canadiens uh Army is fifth of the playoffs from Edmonton and Perry and then we had Toffoli his fifth of the playoffs from Caulfield and Petrie that was one thing Petrie is back in the lineup uh or the demon that they summoned to play in Petrie's body that was brutal with his eyes that's uh, a lot of painkillers yeah, for that Painkillers and um, the blood shots, probably from some steroid anti-inflammatories. Yeah. That's pretty common, but it's a pretty scary sight to see yeah. that hemorrhage. Kind of, it works in the favor of like the uh, the intimidation levels, yeah. but you know. It'd be um, cool when we're wearing red, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the third goal coming in the second period from Paul Byron, assists from Kotkaniemi and Edmondson. So two points for Edmondson tonight. Um, and then, you know, Vegas would chip away two goals, one in the second, one in the third. Both from Petrangelo. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so two from Petrangelo. Um, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a Habs playoff game if we uh, didn't get up by two or three and then slowly lose the yeah, lead. raise my cortisol levels <laughs> beyond reasonable and then, uh, amounts. Yeah, and then have them pull a goalie with two minutes left and have Carey Price just stop about ten shots in, in about a 30-second time Yeah, they, it was... So Price ended with a 9.35 tonight. He looked way more comfortable than the other night. Again, you know, both goals tonight, I mean, even just objectively, TSN, who, like, is... By no means a Habs supporter. Yeah, it was Sportsnet. Yeah. But, oh, uh, Sportsnet, yeah. yeah. But I know either way, they, yeah. But they, um, you know, they said it best. Like, both those goals that went out on Carey today, like, it, it was kind of a lot of, like, game one. Where well, the, for, forget Carey seeing the puck. We couldn't see Carey Price. No, we couldn't see Carey Price from behind the goalie. So, like, that, I, you know, kudos to Vegas for doing that. I mean, it clearly works. I mean, screening the goalie, like, it's yeah. not a, you know, a novel technique, but they do it correctly. Uh, they got big bodies on that team, and you know you stick them in front of the net. It's difficult to move them away from the crease, so you get your your big bodies on the Canadians like Sherrod, Weber, Petrie, Edmondson. Further clogs the path, and then all of a sudden you have you know shots flying past at Price, and he doesn't even know where they are. So again, not Price's fault on those two, but again, we need to do better at clearing those lanes just because that's clearly where we're getting caught. Yeah, just to touch on that, they, they had 16 shots in the third period before yeah. pulling the goalie. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the volume from the whole game yeah. came in that last little bit anyway, but I, I think... We left out a highlight reel save too. That yeah, was incredible. When he came, well, two of them, when he came across, yeah. one with a blocker, one with like the, the his elbow or whatever yeah. it was. Now, the, the other big thing is it's very clear that we need to kind of get back to our boxing out because 
when Carey Price can see the puck, it doesn't go no, in. Like it just, it just doesn't go there in. There was that one freak one that went in on Winnipeg where he just like it went past his glove, and like yeah. we said that happens once every three yeah, years. Yeah, like he can he can do that once. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah, that, and yeah <laughs> and that happens. You know, it's like when you, you know, it, it's just one of those things that happens when you're so used to just catching the puck every once in a while. It's gonna you know make you especially kind of when it's a guy like Logan Stanley who you're just not expecting to just shoot in general. Yeah. Um, it's like going to reach for your glass and just missing it and being like, what the hell? Yeah. And and what what happened with Patch Ready at the end? I didn't see that. I don't know. Did, I did think you it catch was, it? No, I didn't catch it. Just it just frustration? I think it was just frustration. I, I, I know he whipped a shot off Weber there at the end. Yeah. Um, and then Toffoli was the guy guarding Patch Ready. Okay. Like he was a, kind of on the sixth man there. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, he must Probably have just, just been trying to... some hacking and slashing. Yeah, and some that. hacking and slashing. I think Patrick wanted to get that last shot off. And, you know, with the buzzer going down, you know, Foley was probably really digging in there. Yeah. And then when the shot didn't get through, Patrick probably got frustrated and said something to Foley. And then Foley said something probably about yeah. Patrick being the captain of the Habs. Yeah. <laughs> of that sort. And then... Uh, so probably something in the lines of uh, we'll see how you fare in Montreal yeah. in a few days with the fans and everything. But basically, yeah. um, I there's one thing I did want to mention because it happened in back to back games. So Joel Edmondson ices the puck, the puck comes down and it's like a it, it seems like a not essential icing like where it's just like a bad clear, and they score immediately yeah. on the face off. So like he's got to really watch that because it's two in two games now. Yeah, and it's it's pretty. It's a fingerprint of how they play too. Yeah. Because this is the thing. It's like they clog the lanes and then they get shots from the point going in. There's no better time to clog the lanes than to get the the puck to the far side defenseman off the face off. Yeah. Then all your your two wingers and your centermen basically go into the face off circle. There's basically six bodies yeah there's six bodies there you have the two you have the two montreal defensemen the montreal center and the montreal right or left wing and then all three uh forwards for the vegas golden knights that's like six people screening uh there's no way he's seeing that puck so it it clearly we're gonna have to take these icings more seriously and be very selective at how we do this because uh we need to carry the puck more in general when we do carry the puck we score more goals it's just it's obvious you can see it. You know, like even today's game, the goals were not uh, fluky goals. Like the the Toffoli one wasn't a great shot, but it was from a good amount of pressure. It was from the slot. It, it was a bit of a knuckleball. He whiffed it a little, but it went in. I mean, yeah. the the Byron goal was just the most Paul Byron goal possible. A great goal. Another breakaway goal and yeah. bit uh, a better game for Anderson. A little bit. I mean, not yeah, like, great. Not but... not as, basically a better game because he wasn't a liability. I noticed he. I noticed more intensity. That's the thing. Like more sustained intensity. Um, I feel like Byron has a lot to do with that. But uh, another thing I wanted to touch on was I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit more comfortable without Romanov in the lineup. Yeah, I, look, this is you know you, you know I talk about this on and, and to be off. fair, Romanov and Kulak. Like yeah. I, I, I wanted. I wanted that third line to be a bit more confident. Well, like, that's it. I was I was gonna say like you and I've talked about him quite a bit. I still think that like next year even he would do really well with having 20, 23 minutes a night in Laval instead of Montreal, especially the way he plays a very physical game. The the thing he needs to work on a lot is his defensive awareness. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're not going to get that playing anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes a night, but yeah. you need the ice time. And I think that'll really, really help him, especially since like you were saying, our top four is solidified. It's that bottom pair is basically, I don't mind bringing back Gustafsson on the bottom pair and, 
I remember Merrill's been playing great. Merrill's been on okay. Merrill's been playing good. Def- he wasn't. We knew he wasn't going to contribute offensively. Yeah. Um, for what we would pay him, I I, I don't that, really. That's it. The money's fine. I basically just need a body there who yeah. can play defense. Um, but yeah, with Romanov, I I think right now, great hit on Petrangelo, but like it just it wasn't what like this is. That's not how you beat this team. This team is like you really need to just basically play a better strategic game against this team they're very very um calculated and they're mm-hmm. very very disciplined like it's it's you're essentially going up a little against a little army yeah. like i don't want to make any like jokes about them being like the knights and everything yeah. but they, they really do play a very like militaristic game because it's like they have a like a unit go up they have plays that are very clear and i just well, find yeah. that the team the, the only time I see them break down, and this is where we got basically two of our three goals, is just you just need to swarm them. Like, you yeah. need to attack everything. And, like, look at the Army goal. It was that fourth line again, just, like, hammering away at the puck, and it squeaks out. Because, That's my favorite line on the Habs right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And, and I love Fleury's that Flurry's not, like, the same... We said it before, black hole is Carey Price. Yeah. Like, he's okay with rebounds because, the t- like, he prefers it go off of him because he's not, he, I don't know, he doesn't, he's not a big goalie. So he, he'd rather just redirect it into the corners, but that works in our benefit if you have guys on either side of him. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think we, we played it pretty well the first period and a half. Mm-hmm. The, the latter period and a half, like, we could have played better. I think we got kind of sloppy. But, again, it was one of those things where, I, you know, Vegas might have just, we might have been playing the same hockey. Vegas might have just picked it up a little bit. But, um, you know, it's interesting watching Vegas just because I, they're very similar to us. It's just the trade-off with them is they lose some speed and they gain mm-hmm. some size. And then other than that, we're very, very similar teams. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, we have very similar defensemen even. Um, and, and, you know, they rely on their depth just like we do. Us a little bit more, but, you know, we don't have that, like, Patrick Stone star power there. But uh, other than that, like, we're very, very similar. And it, it's interesting to see... Uh, you know, kind of how speed and side size kind of trade off, especially mm-hmm. since um, you know it's um, going to be a close series. So. That's it. And I, I have an interesting take going back into Montreal that I don't think many people have talked about yet. So maybe we'll be ahead of the curve here. Um, you know, when Montreal came into Vegas, they were talking kind of about the culture shock of like having a full stadium. Go the other way. Yeah, yeah that's say. what I was thinking. It was now imagine you're used to that. They've been playing it all year, basically. They've had yeah. fans like for for the better part. Yeah, of they're living year. in a different world. And <laughs> when they when, when they show up and it's dead silent, like it's I think it's gonna be very hard for them to get going in their head. Like you I know, think I think that it, I don't I don't think so much in the arena because I I think half thirty five hundred Habs fans are gonna be loud. Obviously not as loud as the twenty thousand mm-hmm. Vegas fans, but. Uh, I think we're going to make it feel, especially when they spread the fans out. I think what's going to more fuck with the Vegas players is coming to Montreal and being like everything's still not open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we're, we're very, uh, you know, being careful with this pandemic. As I, I can't think. wait to see Robin Leonard. He, yeah. he, I mean, he, that guy has someone to save the media every third day over yeah. the pandemic. Whether he's in the right or not is another thing, yeah. but it's just... I know this like specifically affects him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll he's see. Uh, yeah. Let's get Robin Leonard a position at the uh, Center for Disease Control, <laughs> and then I'll start to care about his pit. Exactly. But big, big man with his open nose and throat to quote Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I think it. I, but I do. I do think it's going to be at least equally as weird for them coming yeah, here oh, because, sure. like, sure they played a little bit in front of no fans, but not like this. No. And it's also the the. 
the adjustment period is what more I'm I'm concerned with because like last year they played again in front of no fans, but like now they got used to it again, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it's there's even a certain amount of hype that like you know any athlete knows like going up like you know into the other team's arena and having the fans like hate you. Like, there's certain guys who, like, thrive on that. You know, yeah. like, the Gallagher and, types love that. And they, you know, they're going to have jet lag. And we ad- we came to Vegas three days before the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, we adapted the jet lag. They're not going to adapt to the jet lag. Yeah, right? so it's so little things. It's not game breakers, yeah. but it's little things that do matter. Like, I'm assuming they're flying tonight. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll basically sleep on the plane. Yeah. And then, yeah, they'd have basically a day. And, you know, like we had like three days, so. And I think it's game three. I would say is even more important than game four. I think that you know getting a two to one lead, yeah. just in my head, is like you know it, it's that it's that same thing of like casting doubt, like we were kind of doing against Toronto, where it was three to one, and we were just planting these seeds that was just kind of like getting in their own heads. If if we can go two to one or even three to one, bring it back to Vegas. You know, that, I like, they're very, like, I'll give it to them. I think they have more resilience and more, like, like gusto than, than Toronto. Mm-hmm. But, like, I I really think that, you know, the just the idea of, like, Vegas, if it's 2-1, 3-1, basically turning around and being, like, oh, is, like, is this their year kind of thing? Like, this seems like everything's falling in place for them. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I will say is we, we just, we need, I know they're disciplined, but, like, we need to draw penalties. Because, yeah, like... I, I'm not going to go into, like, all the calls that I think should have been made tonight. There was one or two that I think, like, it's not even a discretion thing. It's, like, the refs have to call, and they yeah. didn't. You know, like, Toffoli took one, like, square to the mouth, and there was just no call. Or, like, little, like, actual rules that, like, it, it's not a discretionary call, and it's, like, whatever. They just, it's playoffs, just all let it slide. But, like, I think they need to draw some real penalties because, yeah. like we said in the preview, Five on five, this is basically a game of which team screws up first versus, like, special teams, we can really punish them. Oh, it's the thing. It's like they miss the Toffoli high stick, but then they, they also miss the Anderson and Martinez high stick. Yeah. So, like, it offsets, but not totally because they should call both because we're better on special teams. Well, that, that's what I mean. Is like it offsets in terms of fairness, but it doesn't offset in terms of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, in the playoffs, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna side on the less calls, but mm-hmm. you know, the high sticks. Well, that's the... it. It's, it's the one, you know, the little, the little grabs and pulls. I don't mind yeah. the hard hits. Like, look, I, I, I think you and I were on opposite sides of that hit on Edmondson a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that should have been a boarding call, not from kind of the force of the hit, but kind of where Carlson was in respect to Edmondson, the board that was right in the numbers. But I do see what you mean in terms of, like, it wasn't a hard enough push. Yeah, it was more like he pushed with his stick. Yeah, and I'm saying, like, that to me is, like, I guess that's, like, a difference in playoff hockey. But, like, you know, when Toffoli gets a, like, like his head snaps back and he loses the puck, like, they got to call that. It's yeah. like, I understand you want to let the guys play, but, yeah. like. Even Martinez is bleeding. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's like, you got to call it. But you yeah. you got to call it. You got to call it because, like, it's not really an equal thing. Yeah, you know it's I mean? not like you don't call it because you missed the last one. Well, yeah. And we like, know that. And this is the problem is we know that's a thing now. And that's why it makes it even worse is, like, we, we know that, like, there's a balancing game the refs play. <laughs> they, they, they've been, like, open about it. They yeah, got fired for it. Judge, jury, and ex- yeah. executioner. Honestly. But the better your special teams, the more you suffer this stuff in the playoffs. I mean, like, look at look at how bad it must be for Tampa. I mean, like, yeah. if Tampa goes on the power play, it's a goal, basically. Well, yeah. And, like, you know, that's going to work out to whoever plays them's benefit. I mean, it's working out to the Islanders' benefit. The yeah. Islanders are, you know, beating them up. But... 
um, you know, we'll see. I think next game we just have to focus on, you know, what we've been doing and, you know, hard four checks, getting those pucks yeah. to pop out of the corners and t really taking advantage of Flurry's rebounds because they're plentiful. Yeah, and someone just, like, get Eric Stahl some, like, chamomile tea. The guy's going <laughs> to blow a gasket. He yeah. was on something tonight. He yeah, was... I, I'm... That veteran veteran line plus Armia is just, like... I I, I have no words to describe how much I love it's, that it's, line. It's fantastic. They're unreal. If, if Armia or Perry happened to be a left-hand shot for some reason, I would call it, like, the perfect hockey yeah. line. But, like, even so, like, they just, they cycle well, and I just find, like, they're rough. I'm happy they play, like, you know, Army is throwing some hits now. He's not just take like, that was my always thing with Army is that, like, he took hits really well, but he only dished them out yeah, rarely. I've noticed this, like, whole playoffs. He's been just unloading on yeah. guys. I think Stahl and Perry are really just commanding, yeah. like, a, like, they just command such a presence on, on, on a team, so, like, when you're physically playing with, playing them. Yeah. with and them you have chemistry so like they rely on you i feel like armia feels like he has something to prove to these guys and yeah. it's just pulling the best out of them i think oh, i agree know? and i i just want to touch on this very briefly just because like it's it just i want it on record when perry and reeves are going at it it's it's okay i i like wholeheartedly don't believe in having like enforcers on my team not even because it's like a, i don't like aggressive hockey because if anything you know like i much prefer like a physical game i just i i feel like it's such a waste of a player like you need you need Corey perry because the guy won the rocket richard trophy while doing what ryan reeves does yeah. that's that's my big issue it's just like it's He's been so... Think about, like, have you even noticed Reeves being effective? He hasn't gone in anyone's face. He hasn't done anything on the boards. And, like, I'm... Like, I can see it going forward. Like, he's not going to get, like, a nut... Like, the, this type of player is just not going to get... Um, not, not like, reborn into the league. But, like, at a certain point, teams were starting where you had, like, Reeves and you had Wilson. And then you also had, like, guys, like, to a lesser degree, but, like, Kadri. And, like, you have all these dudes who, like very much make that a big part of their game that's why i kind of left kadri out of it but you know i can see like someone like tom wilson even like he he's not going to age well in terms of the game because guys are just going to stop engaging well that's the thing it's like you know ryan reeves is only effective if people actually fight him and, yeah. and the playoffs no one's going to fight him just because no one wants to risk injury yeah also like you know, this guy gets paid millions of dollars a year just to basically, you know, drop the gloves with guys who can just say no. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, is you look at a team like Montreal or even where Vegas is going now or any team left in the playoffs, there's no room in running four lines for a guy like that. He does no. literally nothing on the ice. You could basically have the same effectiveness of him if you take his stick away. I mean, like, well, he doesn't that, do anything. Well, that, that's exactly it. I was going to say, in, in the playoffs... Although he wouldn't have been able to spear Perry's balls. That's yeah, exactly. It. And, like, the, the, that's a whole other thing about... Yeah, I understand Perry's, like, killing the like, clock. Like, you can't have, like, a tough guy and then yeah. go for a guy's nuts. Like, oh, it's just, like... You, it's, <laughs> it's cowardly, and it's, yeah. it's just... It, it's a lack of talent. While he's on the ground. Exactly. And, like... <laughs> It's just a lack of talent. It, you know, I'm looking at the four teams that are left, and, like, if we're talking about, like, like quote-unquote, like, enforcers or, like, instigators or something, like, realistically, ours are Perry and Gallagher, and they're both some of our best players. Yeah, Sherrod. Um, Sherrod, but I don't, I don't even see Sherrod as, like, that, that like, aggressor. You know what I mean? Like, he, he plays like a... 
like it's not he's in between a, yeah. the whistle guy. He's like, a defensive aggressive. But that's what yeah. I mean. Like he's Front defending his net. Like he's he's aggressive. I just don't. I mean, I don't see him as like a like an he, antagonizer. Yeah. It's also weird. It's it's hard to find a a defenseman like that. Well, that's it because yeah. it normally happens like when you're you're trying to piss the other team off yeah. that kind of thing. And I'm looking at other teams like there's literally no one. Yeah. If you think about it, the closest thing is Matt Martin, and they brought that guy in purely because he's well. First of all, like he he's been an Islander for like life. And two, like he's an actual power forward. Like mm-hmm. they use him on the power play. Yeah. He plays he's his role and he defends yeah. his teammates. But he doesn't like go out of his way to be like a pest. That's yeah. the best way I can put it. Is like Ryan Reeves tries to do this thing of like he's horrible at hockey and so he has to start a fight, but like no one's fighting him. Yeah, yeah. You can. You that's that's the great thing about it. like you can just completely shut his game down to be like oh, I'm not gonna fight you. Yeah, and then that whole line sucks. Yeah. They're just basically they you know they 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 go out there for twenty seconds. Reeves goes to see if anyone wants to boom boom bang bang, yeah. and if not, he just jumps back on the bench and his stick doesn't touch the ice. So no, just let useless. Alone, yeah, let alone the puck. carries around a three hundred and fifty dollars stick to not even he can't pass the puck. Do you see how atrocious that yeah, pass he was? Shot it down in the zone. God, it's anyway. I just wanted to mention because like yeah. I I just saw there's just no like, room for that. I, just, I honestly it's I, useless. I, I also just don't want to see it. Like honestly, no. I I love the physicality of hockey. Yeah. I don't want them to do any of this like taking away fighting or anything no. like that. But I also don't want to see like a a bad MMA fighter on the ice yeah. or bad boxer on the ice just to put a guy on skates just to you know protect the rookies or something like that. Like how it just play good hard hockey. And yeah. we don't need to have some guy go out there and like pseudo protect these guys just because he's gonna fight a guy who's sixty pounds less than him. Like well, I, I don't want to watch that it, again. Yeah, it just it, it's useless. It's like uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I want to go to bed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so we will catch you guys uh, game three. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.